station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, movie street artist, <laughs> Melissa Kirscher. Hello! And uh, right now we don't have uh, any kind of movie amateur or... Well, no, you are the oh, movie amateur. Oh, is it me? It is you! It's me! It is you, because you have me. not seen this movie. It is me. So, uh, yeah... Okay. There we go. Got it. Uh, now, now Melissa's not going to go all squawky. Wah! So, all right. Uh, so I, I you. am the the movie virgin. You are this time. So you are, are the you are the movie hooligan. What are we watching? We are watching Exit Through the Gift Shop. Exit Through the Gift Shop. Yeah, I know we promised the Goonies. We had to reschedule with Kelvin Hantley, so you will get the Goonies in a couple episodes. Yeah, the Goonies just not are right coming. now. Just Goonies are coming. Right yeah, we had to yeah. reschedule the Goonies. So we're watching Exit Through the Gift Shop. So, yes. So my job is to tell you what I know about Exit Through the Gift Shop. Yes, sir. What do you know about Exit Through the Gift Shop? Well, I know it's a documentary. I know it was nominated for an Oscar. Uh-huh. Uh, I know Banksy, the British street artist, had something to do with it. Okay. Uh, and I know that it has something to do with art, but I don't know exactly what. Okay. Um, Excellent. So it is... Uh, Basically, the extent of my knowledge. I also know it's streaming currently on Netflix. It is. It is easy to get your hands on. Yes, that's that's the nice thing about documentaries. Since nobody watches them, nobody's really particularly working too hard to keep them out of everyone's hands. Yeah, N Netflix has been a godsend to people who are in love with documentaries, like me. <laughs> so in in a weird way this actually kind of fits in with our crime spree because this is uh uh vandalism artistic vandalism it's a well, it's yeah, a documentary banksy is a graffiti artist banksy is a graffiti artist um and this is a movie about graffiti art and it's hard to describe quite what it is without giving too much away so um yes it does involve banksy it uh uh in, in it's basically a one person's journey into the realm of street art because he has fallen in love with street art and wants to document it. So it's an amateur filmmaker who decided to go out and uh, learn what he could about graffiti artists. And as time went on, he got more and more access to it. So I, I think that's about all I can uh, give away at the moment. Okay. Okay, so, so uh, I I think um, I I haven't got much to add. Obviously, mm -hmm. I don't. You know, we we aren't talking about a uh, a storied filmmaker. So it's it's a, an amateur filmmaker who put this together. So yes, uh, and it and it does does definitely deal with uh, Banksy, the famous street artist. Yes, He's, I believe English. Yes. But, well. Nobody really knows who he well, is. I know he's a, he's a, he's an enigma wrapped inside a, a, uh, uh, a, a puzzle, a, whatever puzzle the hell wrapped inside a mystery. <laughs> uh, nobody really knows. Yeah, but uh, in 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 any case, mm -hmm. uh, there is um, there's probably not much to say about the director or anything before we see it. So I should probably probably just go watch the movie. Yes, so yes. Let's go watch the movie. More detail after. <laughs> we'll be back. And there's nothing find you it's no way for life to start do you know that tonight the streets are tonight the streets are 
are back. Much street art has been produced. Much bad video has been shot. Yes. And uh, <laughs> so, Tim, I, I have consumed. <laughs> you have exit, consumed. Exit through the gift shop. Consume and, and obey, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I obey. Wait. So, Tim, what did you think of Exit Through the Gift Shop? That's uh, an impressive... I, I love documentaries that end up being about something other than what the documentarian necessarily thought they would be. Mm -hmm. um, and I suppose here... I, well... There's, if, a, if, there's a lot to unpack. If the, if the documentarian is Banksy, as uh, the film would, would suggest, okay, he's basically been the one that I think has taken all of this footage and pieced it into an actual... Yeah consumable product. Mm -hmm. uh, so if the documentarian is Banksy, he knows what he's doing, but he's documenting somebody who didn't. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was just fascinating to watch that, that evolution. Uh, and, and at the end, you can... I, I can't be annoyed at Mr. Brainwash slash Terry. I'm more annoyed at art fans <laughs> um, because he's not a con artist and yet he somehow conned them anyway yeah uh, well well maybe 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 not it, 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 oh this this is where we get into the spiral of the art world because yeah. um, first of all I mean it, 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 something is worth what somebody else Absolutely. will pay for it so um, here is an artist, you can put it in quotes if you want, here is an artist who is at the uh, crest of interest in street art is monopolizing on that and just cranking out stuff that people like and are willing to buy for five figures. Sure, he can profit off of that. Um, the, is, is it, 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 the the great question of is it art? Well, art is what artists do, and that's probably the only way you can really define art. Is the you know is it art? Is it craft? Is it business? Is it? But anyway, you you've got this guy cranking out stuff that people will buy, and you, we can debate all you want about how deep that artwork is. Is it him actually thinking? In, these concepts through or is he just putting images on paper and we as pattern recognizing animals are reading into that something deeper than he was thinking um is the actual art him as a performance artist putting on this show that somehow is it is it performance art the the art is not actually the thing being bought is it the fact that he has emerged as this almost piece of theater that is turned in and, and part of the theater are the people buying the art. And you, you also start asking yourself, well, you know, Banksy is this is, is famously completely anonymous. Is Mr. Brainwash a work of Banksy? Right. Is, I know that, that how much of this is true. I know that there's a question as to whether or not this is just a big old farce or not. It, yeah. Um if we take it at face value. Yeah. And I'm not sure that you can do anything but. Um, you know, I was looking up like Mr. Yeah. Brainwash and Banksy as we were watching the film. 
And yeah, Banksy uh, swears up and down that Mr. Brainwash is not his doing, except for that offhand comment he made. Hey, go make art while I piece, spend a year viewing 10,000 hours of video to make this documentary. Sure. I mean, I, I think uh, the evidence is mostly speculative, almost conspiratorial. Yeah. Uh, there, there isn't from what little the because uh, I was watching the movie, but I was also like, well, well, reading up on it and going, all right, well, there's this speculation. It's like there's not a lot of there there. No. Um, so let's take the film at, at face value uh, and say, I'm not annoyed at Mr. Brainwash for making what he considers to be art. Right. Uh, I'm not annoyed at him being able to sell it for thirty thousand dollars. I'm, I kind of am, but... I'm annoyed at people buying it for $30,000. <laughs> yes. yes. that's, that's the difference in that I don't necessarily judge the artist for producing mm -hmm. art. I judge art buyers for really not recognizing that all he's doing is essentially... I, I mean, you can sit there and go, well, maybe isn't that kind of what... Andy Warhol did? And the answer is no, it's not, if you understand what Andy Warhol was doing. Right. And what he's doing is Andy Warhol. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm going to do Andy Warhol instead of, except that since I'm, I'm street art, I'm going to do a tomato soup spray can instead mm -hmm. of just a tomato soup can. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a difference between it being inspired by and basically going, well, I don't really have my own voice. So I'll just adapt other people's voices. Oh, yeah. You um, look at every single piece in that collection. You go, oh, I, I can see exactly where that came from. Exactly. And, and also to, to produce that amount of work, he basically set up a studio. A lot of other people basically made these pieces for him, and the, he barely touched. It's not even basically. Yeah. I mean, all he yeah. did is he said, I've got these ideas, put these two pictures together, mm -hmm. and then had a graphic artist do it. Well, the graphic artist is as much a contributor to that to that process, to that art process, as uh, Mr. Brainwash is. It, it, um, it's true. Although, I mean, then we get into the ar argument of, you know, the creator of the concept versus the person who has the craft. And, I mean, who's the creator of a movie? It's a collaborative artwork. Absolutely. And, and, and so on and so forth. This artwork isn't being sold as collaborative. Yeah. At least that's not yeah. the perception you get watching yeah. this film. And I don't right. know whether it's true in real life. But I sit there and I think, well, I've worked with graphic artists myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I go to a graphic artist and I say I have an idea, I don't for one moment presume that what is produced is my art. Right. In, right. I mean... It certainly was my inspiration. I am certainly giving them guidelines to to adjust and 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 manipulate the art. But in the end, at best, it's a collaborative effort. Right. Um, so if I look at the art of Mr. Brainwash as opposed to, say, Banksy, who produces his own art, which we mm -hmm. know. Um, although, I, although we did see Banksy collaborating with other people. Absolutely, mm -hmm. Banksy collab and many, many artists do. I mean, mm -hmm. if if we talk about, if we could talk about like Dale Chihuly, who who produces these uh, elaborate glass pieces. Oh he yeah, a workshop in which he has students who are helping him produce them. Mm -hmm. But in the end of it, in the end of it all, he is, you know, the Chihuly is like, this is what I want. 
This is what it needs to look like and watching every step of the process to make sure it turns out the way he wants it. Right. And I think that you you will find that with Banksy as well. And even if there's a collaboration there, you know, he's he's either guiding the collaboration or he's honest about the collaboration. Right. Um, and I you get the feeling watching this movie that that Terry is not honest about the collaboration. And I mean with himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's. So it's, you watch this and you kind of go, that's a shame in a sense, uh, because it is about somebody who's a little bit, a little bit mentally ill. I mean, he's clearly obsessed Mm -hmm. with, and, and the, and the thing is that he could have been huge in documenting, for documenting street art. Yeah. Because he had thousands of hours of footage. Mm-hmm. about this exploding style. Yeah, what would he have been if if he had been filming that stuff in the age of YouTube? Uh-huh. And, and you know, uh, wave that he missed by, what, five, eight years? Right. At this point, th- this movie came out in 2010. So, and YouTube was uh, 2006 at its very genesis, and it didn't really hit big until, what, three years later? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't... He's obviously ridiculously wealthy now, mm-hmm. um, and has uh, his art is validated in in circles everywhere in based dollars on, and based on the dollars and cents. Yeah, um, and Madonna and Madonna because you know why not have somebody who can do uh, something that looks like an Andy Warhol since Andy Warhol's dead. Yeah. Um, well, you, you know, you you draw that line from Madonna to uh, Marilyn Monroe to Andy Warhol, and, and you know, come back why around. She yeah. Decided she needed a Mister Brainwash. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, this film really is amazing. For, I mean, on one hand, he could have been a, an amazing documentarian of of these people's work. On the other hand. He's a terrible filmmaker. For yeah. somebody who shot that many hours of film, he sure never did figure out how to do it. Well, he he shot a lot of film. He has no idea how to edit. He has no idea how to distill anything down into mm-hmm. a narrative. He has no idea how... I mean, even look at his art show. It is this huge mishmash of a little bit of everything. It's just, it's just hang, these, hang this in this room and yeah. hang this in that room. And, and there's no feeling of where certain things should be and mm-hmm. and how to how to create a room to be an experience that is uh, cohesive. Um, it's just like slap art on the walls. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, you look at his art and that that's kind of what it feels like as well. It's just like whatever he does is what he does. Yeah, the, the only reason his filmmaking or his wall art has gone anywhere is because of the effort of other people. Right, mm-hmm. he he's he's ridden on the coattails, and and the and the reason I say I don't think that he ever became a good filmmaker is because somebody did go through those thousands of hours mm-hmm. and pulled out the footage that he shot, and some of it's really interesting, yeah, but none of it's very good. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's not skillfully made, but it it's filming at the right place in the right time, and that's ninety sure, percent of the battle right there, especially amazing. in documentary filmmaking. That's amazing, yeah. and it's just that he he lucked into that, as yeah. he lucked into a lot of things. Yeah, he apparently shot ten thousand hours of footage. Banksy yeah. and I think a couple other editors had to plow through all of that. 
to distill them for this movie. And, and, and that, it's astounding. That's astounding. And like yeah. I say, it's still kind of astounding that he did all of that. Mm-hmm. And what he didn't learn how to do is make film. Yeah. You know, part, partly he never watched it. Yeah. You know, and, never. And, and something that young filmmakers filmmaker, do is they watch what they make. Yes. They go, oh, well, that, that one shot there looked amazing. How can I make more shots look like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and he never does that. He never, there, there's no thought to it. And I think the what he did gain, and, and, and even if I can sit there and go, I don't think he should be selling his art for hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars. I'm willing to say hundreds of dollars and, and congratulations, but, mm-hmm. but that's not me. I mean, I'm not the, I'm not the one that sets prices on what his, what his work is mm-hmm. worth. The, the art world does. And they've, they've made a decision that I can think, think is foolhardy, but <laughs> it, I mean, he can, he can make the money. It's not, it's not on him, but he did learn something about art and I'll give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. He learns something about it and, and because even if he is having graphic designers create his work, even if the, what, what's happening is his ideas are getting put on canvas by somebody else, he learned enough to produce work that connected with some people yeah. and that looked interesting and that you got to give him some credit for when you're watching this film is, is maybe he didn't learn how to be a filmmaker, but he did learn how to be a street artist. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something. And And he sure did learn how to promote. He, he learned how to promote and he learned how to pick collaborators. That's for sure. Even if he's not crediting them, he, he knew that for producing these images, he had to call in help. Sure. Yeah, sure. and and, there, and it takes a, I guess, a certain amount of self awareness. Maybe. <laughs> I hope he's paying those people well. Yeah, I, re- I would really hope so. Because if he's not, <clears throat> well, then he's a douche. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know he did get sued at least once for image appropriation. I think it was that Run DMC image that you see very briefly in the film that he got sued for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he pulled he's all of these images. He's yeah. just pulling. Yep. 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 And it's yes, the art... The simplest of collage, yeah. Art has a lot of leeway in what is image appropriation. Yeah. Um, but when he's basically just producing that image... Yeah. That I get, yeah, you kind of go, all right, well, you, you change the color. Mm-hmm. But... You know, Andy Warhol painted the fucking soup can. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes, he, he did. <laughs> he, he painted the face of Marilyn Monroe. He may have done it 20,000 times, but he did it. Yeah. Um, I even give him credit, like, for that, that the when he had the prop maker build the giant spray-painted spray um, tomato, the spray-paint tomato can. Yeah. There, it's like... There are artists who are very good artists, but they aren't sculptors. Right. And so they hire somebody to help them with the sculpture yeah. and guide what they want. You know, that to me is more is more Mr. Brainwash, Brainwash yeah. than 
than the some of the other pieces that I felt were like, well, that's really just the graphic designer mm-hmm. doing the work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a lot of cases, Andy Warhol or Banksy doing the work for you because you're really just doing an Andy Warhol or a Banksy. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously the film makes you think a lot and it's it's a fascinating dissection of, of this guy that was in the middle of street art. And one of the complaints I have about most films about art mm-hmm. is they don't help you understand the art at all. Right. Um, you know, you like you go watch Pollock, which has a, a great performance by Ed Harris. Yeah. And you try to understand why people think Pollock is a great artist. <laughs> no. Like, you don't. <laughs> you don't. All you, you don't. Do is get people going, dude, you totally... I broke it wide open. It's like, well, what did he do? Why did he break it wide open? What just happened? You know, if if you know about art, you understand. But if you don't, there's no there's no uh, doorway to understanding it. Whereas this film gives you the key to understand. Okay, what's going on in street art? Why is street art yeah becoming art? Why are people starting to look at these artists as creators and not just vandals mm-hmm. um and that is one of the things about this movie that really works yeah and i and and there's it, it's you watch the production of the street art you watch how people react to it you watch the you know what different people are doing in street art you know even if you just see glimpses of some of the other artists besides Banksy and Shepard Fairey and it it gives you such a nice variety and understanding of in and a real down to earth understanding of it which is great and then it just goes haywire by the end and you get to see the other side the business side of it yeah and and you know, that's nested within this fascinating documentary that starts out being about one thing and then it there's a pivot point in the middle where Banksy takes over and the the entire focus of the film goes from let's find Banksy to okay, who's this guy who's actually filming this? Right. And what, what Banksy which is, is wondering. Which is what Banksy's wondering. It, and oh. it's a fascinating film. And my favorite document I mean, you you mentioned something like this earlier, is you know, you've your favorite uh, documentaries reveal something other than what the documentary is about. And the fact that this one takes that 180 degree turn in the middle and yet it feeds the same narrative yeah. is fascinating to me. Yeah. And I, I think that that's, uh, that's what makes it a really strong uh, documentary is it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, shoehorn a story mm-hmm. into into the the footage yeah it, it it allows the footage to create the story um and what what you'll see i think in poor documentary filmmaking is when documentarians have a, have a very specific point of view and aren't willing to allow what shows up on on the film to change their point of view mm-hmm. um you know, like uh, another good example that, that, you know, maybe we'll do some someday, like Startup.com is a great documentary because yeah. it's theoretically about this new startup, mm-hmm. this new t- this new tech startup. But they hit the dot-com recession and it becomes about the dot-com recession. Yeah. 
Queen of Versailles starts to be a completely uninteresting film mm -hmm. about rich people building their dream home. And it turns into a really fascinating film about rich people suddenly not being quite as rich. Yeah. And you don't sympathize with them at all because, you know, fuck them. They're still <laughs> richer than 90% of humanity. Mm -hmm. But to them, they're poor. And watching their response to that it makes is what makes the documentary fascinating and here it's like there's this dude and he's he's shooting all this footage of street art and you're getting and, and you're kind of like okay i'm seeing the birth of street art but who's this guy yeah and what the hell's going on and then it and then it sort of and it, and it shows you i think the dark side of the hype that surrounds the art world yeah and this is coming from somebody who is a theatrical artist, somebody who believes really strongly in art, mm -hmm. who believes that artists should be paid for their work. So, you know, I sit there and I go, well, Mr. Brainwash doesn't, sh I mean, he should get paid for his work. Yeah. Absolutely. He produced something. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was with help. I sure hope the people who helped him got paid because they should get paid for their work. Oh, yes. Um, but at the same time, it shows you how he showed up at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. A, a time when street artists were becoming the hip thing, the it thing. Brad and Angelina are showing up at Banksy's uh, installation in L.A. And, you know, you just see these 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 people that that Terry captures on his video camera. Yeah. And you're like, this is an art movement that is taking off. Mm -hmm. And this guy basically strikes while the iron was hot and becomes an icon of this movement, not through his actual talent, mm -hmm. but through timing. Yeah. And that's the, that's what I think can be a problem Yeah, with art as, as especially art collection mm -hmm. is, you know, there's this tendency to go for, for a particular school to become very popular and, then people go nuts for it without even worrying about whether it's great. Mm -hmm. You know, the, I mean, Picasso was a great artist. I'm not going to argue that, but Picasso produced a lot of shit because he produced it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nonstop. You know, he paid, he paid for meals by drawing on cocktail napkins mm -hmm. because that was worth more than the meal. But were those scribbles on a cocktail napkin really brilliant? Probably not. But they were Picasso. Mm -hmm. um, and well, and in I mean, there was a project that Banksy did. I think it was shortly after this film where um, I believe this was in Central Park, uh, New York City. He hired this little old man to man a booth in Central Park and he populated the booth with um, just little little framed uh, stencils that he did sign Banksy and had the little guy sell them for five bucks. Huh. And the little guy wouldn't say whether they were authentic or not, but people could walk up and buy them for five bucks or, you know, so you 10 bucks or however much it was. They were authentic Banksy's. Which means <laughs> apparently when you took it home, you it got, was worth $10,000. Right. <laughs> and I mean, it's, I, I, I think that's a, a fascinating turnabout of, Exactly what we're talking about here. I mean, you've got Mr. Brainwash selling these things for 
tens of thousands of dollars and banks are going, kind of flipping it on its head and say, you know, kind of playing with the, is this authentic or not? Are you going to buy it for five bucks? You don't know if it's authentic. It says Banksy, but you don't know if it's authentic. Is it worth five bucks? Does it speak to you enough to buy it for five bucks? If you take that chance, well, there you go. You've got a Banksy. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, uh, I could talk about this all day, but I imagine you have some facts and figures to share with our I, listeners know, well, about I, this movie. There's not a whole lot. I mean, we've been talking so much. I mean, there, there, uh, so much of it is right there in the movie. Um, about the only thing that um, I can really go into is a little bit more about, you know, Banksy and for what little we know about him that yeah you know he's supposedly english um uh, he's english just he, yeah yeah you can listen well, not even just the accent just yeah. listening to his speech patterns and his word choices he's he's from the uk <laughs> well the thing the thing is i mean there's theories that banksy is a collective instead of a person sure which is entirely possible there's um there there's a theory that he's actually the front man of the band massive attack <laughs> which well, which is actually you know kind of plausible because the uh, I think some journalist had actually shown that the movements of Banksy kind of match the tour plans <laughs> of Massive Attack and uh, uh, Robert Del Naja Naja I think is the guy's name the the front front man for Massive Attack he actually has a background in street art so it's plausible. <laughs> um, there's also a theory that uh, Banksy is this person named Robin Cum Cunningham, like uh, some people who went to school with Robin Cunningham say the Banksy travel patterns also match up with how this person has traveled around the world or huh. uh, theories abound, but nobody's really quite figured out who. It's kind of impressive in this day and yeah. age, you which, know, which with... is kind of why I'm, I I like the the collective theory mm -hmm. because that is about the in this day and age that is about the only way you can sufficiently muddy the water, waters enough to have nothing cling. Sure. Yeah, no no theory specifically cling. So, that's Yeah, yeah you I mean you would assume that that with all the data that can be mined about his movements and everything else and where he's put up art, there, there'd be something mm -hmm. that would show up somewhere that you could be like, oh, it's that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like just somebody watching exit through the gift shop and, and, and looking at like Banksy's studio and going, oh, I know that. Well, I know that's in London. Mm -hmm. London London's really big. London is really big. <laughs> but, but. Just that starting point, you'd yeah. think that eventually would get narrowed down. And well, he has to, and he has collaborators who are willing to keep a secret. Not a single person yeah. has sold out, which means number one, he picks the right people, right? Uh, pretty much without without error, mm -hmm. he picks the right people, or he, they pick the right people, or she picks the or whoever is producing this artwork picks the right people. People willing to keep it a secret. Mm -hmm. Um. And not only that, but they clearly pay them well enough. So there's never a point where those people go, you know what? My family is really in a tough sta state or I have a health issue or something like that. And I could make $100,000 revealing the identity of Banksy and nobody does it. Yeah. 
Um, and that's, that's, I mean, amazing when, when you consider how much, how much easier it would seem to be for Banksy to have been outed. Yeah. But somehow nobody does it. Yeah. And the, and somehow Banksy can still maintain this while having these colossal art installations. Like, uh, was it a couple of years ago? Uh, Banksy did, had like a pop-up amusement park <laughs> of, of street art. Um, well, when, how do you rent an elephant without being well, revealed who you are? I mean, really. <laughs> you're, you're like wondering where does Banksy get all this money? And Where then, does Banksy get an elephant? Well, <laughs> well I mean, he printed it on his own money, but yeah. <laughs> until he realized, oh shit, this is too good. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Like, I love that. I, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that was amazing. Um, but, but you're like, when you're looking at that that telephone booth piece and it sold for what five hundred fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I, he can probably afford to put together an amusement park. Yeah. Um. So that's that's fascinating. I think Banksy is a fascinating character, and it, it almost is. It it's too bad that you get to that that point where you find Banksy. And while I appreciate and and think it was right for the film to take that left turn, mm-hmm. at the same time you're like, I want to understand. Oh, like, how does Banksy's secret get kept? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and th- this film could have taken us there. You kind of think, figure that footage exists. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was shooting constantly when they were together. Yeah, and yet, I it, mean that that footage of Banksy head on with the the face blacked out. That raw footage exists somewhere. Right. Yeah. It and. Banksy has it. I would. Banksy assume. presumably has it. Um, yes. So, all right. Any was there any? Is there anything else that we not, need to know about this? Not a film? whole lot. I mean, if we're on final thoughts, I've got one last thing. Oh, okay. Well, we can be on final thoughts. We, we. Okay. we I mean, I don't know what else. But where else we? You know, you can't really talk about the history of the filmmaker. Uh, <laughs> because it's all right there. It's all and right and there. and yes, it checks out. I mean, I mean, further supporting the fact that the the idea that yes, this is genuine rather than a whole. Years long prank that was engineered. The, as much all the, as a, as all much the background, as, yeah. As much as Banksy can keep their identity a secret, mm-hmm. his, her, their identity a secret. And so you can kind of go, well, I can see how Banksy, because of their ability to keep their identity a secret, to make these installations appear, they clearly have the ability to do things on this grand scale. At the same time, there's just. About the only evidence for it is well, you know, Banksy has done could could do this. Yeah, and I'm like, well, yeah, but you need to have a little more evidence than that. Yeah, for me to really believe that it's likely a fake. So yeah. we accept that it's at face value. So yeah, Mister Mister Brainwash is a real person, and he continues you know, to they, produce art. He he used to own a clothing shop, just like it says in the movie, and all that fun stuff. And and the um. The the for the movie that he made the original movie that was made out of the footage uh-huh. is on YouTube and you can watch it. That was my final <laughs> thought. You can you can watch what, what was it called? Something remote control. Remote Life. control, uh, the movie. Remote yeah. control. No, not yeah. Remote. remote control explosion. The movie. Remote control explosion. The movie. Yeah, it, it there was one more word in there, but anyway, it, that yes, you can watch it on YouTube. I think it's been out there since two thousand six. So it it's been out there predating exit through the gift shop. So, so it exists. Yeah. And I have to say, 
uh, well, Banksy, and this is my final thought. Well, Banksy is correct in that it looks just awful. Yes. Uh, it's like I, 90 minutes of the Ring movie. I, you know, you know the, the, the videotape from the Ring? Like yeah. you watch it and five days later you die or seven days later you die. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I've been to art galleries, modern art galleries, where you like walk into a room that's showing a film like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so to me, I'm like, well, I, 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 I don't know. I, how is this worse than? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you you walk into the gallery, you go, uh huh, and you move on two minutes later right. at most because it may be ninety <laughs> minutes of footage, but you're not expected to watch all ninety minutes of footage. Yeah, if I, um, it, it's like looking at the inside of my skull, Tim. If I had to watch ninety minutes of the inside of my own skull <laughs> from outside my own skull. I would not last. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, the other, the other thing is it was supposed to be a documentary. Yeah. So you sit there and you go, all right, well, well, this may be, as far as an art project, not different from some other art projects I've seen. But if it's a documentary, it is the worst conceivable documentary <laughs> about its subject. Well, there are certainly documentaries like that. Technically, it does fit the definition of documentary it's not a narrative one though and what they were hoping for was a narrative that was a history of street art right and because they did not get that then they did not get that and that's what exit to the gift shop is but it is a really good film and mm-hmm. i do recommend it i mean i don't know if you've watched it i, I have no idea how many people actually go and watch the film I really uh, hope it. it I hope it's it's easy do. to go watch it's and it's streaming. great. It's streaming and it's really an excellent, excellent film. And, and, and it was nominated for an Oscar. And that year, you were I was at your house watching yeah. the Oscars, going, "Come on!" Because I wanted to see what Banksy would do if, certainly if that if Banksy was this not movie there to accept the Oscar. Because what would happen if Banksy and won an Oscar and it didn't win, which is weird. Yeah, I can't. Well, in the documentary category, who the hell knows? Yeah, that's a hard um, one. I can't so, remember what it what won up against it. Uh, I'd have to look Crud. it up. And, you know, dear listeners, you can do that yourselves. Yeah. Because we're kind of wrapping it up. We mm-hmm. are going to be back next time. Goonies is coming, but it's not going to be our next episode. Right. Uh, so what we are going to do, we actually have somebody who won a uh, guest spot on our podcast as a silent auction spot la- last year at Die Laughing. That's coming up again, by the way. So if you're like, I really want to watch a movie for Die Laughing, or not Die Laughing, for Real Education, uh, this is an opportunity to do that. We're going to have Kyle Decker here. We are going to watch High Noon, which I Woo-hoo! excited about. We haven't done a lot of Westerns. Mm-hmm. I love Westerns, and High Noon is one hell of a Western. So... Uh, you and it's also a western that like has been remade fifty gazillion times as other movies. So yes, you should definitely, definitely uh, come back for that one. And uh, thanks for listening to us talk about this film. We will catch you next time. Yay! We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a real education. Dee, dee.